This is the Sales Gravy Podcast. I'm Jeb Blunt, best-selling author of Fanatical Prospecting Sales EQ, Objections and Inked, and I'm here to help you fill up your pipeline, close bigger deals, and rock your commission check. On this episode of Sales Gravy, I have an incredible conversation with Will Fertini from Zoom Info. We spend time talking about task overload and how task overload impacts the productivity of salespeople everywhere and the techniques and tactics that you can use to reduce task overload so that you can focus on the most important parts of your sales day, which is putting prospects into your pipeline and moving them through your pipeline. Before we jump into my conversation with Will, let's talk a little bit more about Zoom Info. Whenever my clients need data, when they need to build better prospecting lists, when they need to do research for the deals that they're working on, I send them to Will and his sales team. Will's a fantastic leader, and he leads a group of salespeople who really care about solving your problems. And my team uses Zoom Info because Zoom Info works. It gives us the information that we need, email addresses, phone numbers, roles, and it allows us to target the prospects that help us build our business. If you want to learn more about Zoom Info and even take a free trial and grab some free leads, it's really simple. Just go to zoom.salesgravy.com. That's zoom.salesgravy.com. And when you talk to them, tell them that Jeb Blunt and Sales Gravy sent you there. Now, here's my conversation with Will Fertini on task overload. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us today for today's episode about task saturation. We're excited to have everyone here. And as sales professionals, we can all admit that with so much to sell and so little time to sell it, we have an often tendency to get distracted and our what we know to be really strong cadence workflow gets disrupted throughout the day. And this is usually a result of poor time management skills. So to overcome this, it's best to talk about this and show best practices to sales folks about how to spend their calories or your time and your resources the right way and to start slimming down on unnecessary distractions. So luckily, Jeb Blunt and I are going to talk through some of our top tactics on conquering task saturation, including selling tools that can help us incorporate strategies, um, strategies about making the most out of our day-to-day of prospecting, and ultimately how to prioritize tasks within our top accounts and our top calls for the day. So let's get into it. Jeb, super excited to do this with you again, man. I think maybe a good place to start is talking through the idea of a workflow. I think if any salesperson who you talk to and maybe that conversation goes long enough, you'll hear that sales is an art and a science. But I think we're talking a little bit about the science today. So I'd love to get a feel about what you recommend a day-to-day workflow looks like. And then especially in the midst of COVID-19 and the global changes to our economies and the behaviors of folks socioeconomically as well as just socially in general, like talk to a little bit more about what that workflow recommended looks like. And then we can dive a little further into how to make those calories really efficient. Perfect. Great question. So let's let's start with a, a big picture. So every salesperson needs what I personally call a daily battle rhythm. Now, I pulled that from the military. I teach military recruiters the same skills I teach salespeople. So with a daily battle rhythm, what you have is a routine that you set up every single day. And as a sales professional, you have to work on a routine. Now, no matter where I go and anywhere in the world, if I look at the top performing salespeople, the one thing that is true about every one of them 
is they have a daily routine and that routine very seldom changes. It's always the same thing. You know, the, the savants out there, the very best salespeople, we, well, you'll see us all drink out of the same coffee cup every single morning. They wear the same stuff. They do the same thing. Everything's exactly the same. Just like, by the way, an elite athlete. If you go watch baseball or, you know, watch golf or, or watch any, any like watch watch an NBA player make three free flows or three free throws, they um they have a, a routine that they go through. So every salesperson has to have a routine. One of the problems, Will, and where salespeople get overwhelmed is there are some salespeople out there that they feel like the routine holds them in, it boxes them in. In other words, the routine takes away all their excuses. If I come in every day and it's chaos, there are lots of excuses for me to do nothing or to uh, to drift into all of these tasks that are not impactful. So what they'll say to me is, it usually sounds like this, I'll, I'm, I'll have a conversation with a salesperson, you need to have a routine. The salesperson will say, but dude, like you don't understand, man. Like, you know, I come in the office, you never know what's going to happen. Like, you know, someone important might call me and I need to be available for that because like you never know. So if I have a routine then I won't be able to have that, 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 that ability to be loose. That's what low performing, mediocre salespeople say and do. Top performing salespeople say, when I come in the morning, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this. So it begins with that. The second thing you have to have, once you have the routine, is that you have to have, have an, an idea or an understanding of, of, a, of how you're making choices about time. So there are three choices that human beings get to make about every single moment of their day. They can choose to do things that are trivial, they can choose, choose to do things that are important, or they can choose to do things that are impactful. Now, the law of triviality says that human beings, and this is human nature, by the way, and we all know this is true. As soon as I say it, you'll know it's true. Human beings have a tendency to begin their day with a list of things that they have to do, and they begin with the most trivial things, the least important, least impactful things first, the easiest things first, and then they save the most impactful things to the end of the day. So that, that's, what, that's how human beings operate. We all operate that way. Uh, most salespeople, by the way, aren't sitting around watching cat videos and doing things that are trivial. Most salespeople instead are doing things that are important. Now, the important things are what you say, task saturation. Task saturation is almost always the important stuff. The important stuff like, I got to build a proposal. That would be an important thing. Uh, I've got to add things to my CRM. I've got to build um, a, a prospecting playlist. I mean, that is important work. Uh, and I've got to send an email to the boss or I've got to go to a meeting. There are a lot of things that you have to do that are important. And if you don't do the important things, it's hard to keep your job, but they're not creating any impact for the organization or the impact for the salesperson. So what's important for salespeople to get is that they, their job is to make impact. And the most impactful thing that a salesperson can do is either put something new into the pipeline or move something through the pipeline to close. And depending on your role, if you're a pure SDR, all your job is to put things into the pipeline. If you're a blended role so that you're doing prospecting and you're doing uh, sales, in that case, your, your, your job is to put things into the pipeline and move things through the pipeline. If you're a pure salesperson, if you're an account executive and someone else is doing prospecting for you, the most impactful thing that you do is advance the deals that are in your pipeline. So when you think about that as a sales professional and to answer your question, how do I build my routine? If I wanna build my daily battle rhythm, what I have to do is start front-loading my day with impact. And if you watch a sales team and watch salespeople, what typically is happening is salespeople are front-loading their day with important tasks that don't, don't create any impact. And what, they, what, what ends up happening is they get completely consumed and, you, in your words, saturated by all these tasks rather than focusing on impact. There are some things that you can do, technology that you can use to manage all of this 
But if you don't have the right mindset walking through the door every single morning that my job is to make impact, either put something into the pipeline or move something through the pipeline or do both, and then I begin my day with those particular tasks, if I, if I do that, in most cases, I'll move all of the other stuff to later in the day. The important things, the things that are really important that I have to get done, those things will typically get done. And all the stuff that didn't need to get done or were trivial or didn't matter that much, a lot of the stuff will just go by the wayside. And maybe maybe it didn't matter. Maybe it will never get done. The next day I start off, I make impact again. And I don't think that makes any sense, Will. Jeb, that's awesome. Okay. So basically what I'm hearing you say is that we have to be able to figure out structure that works for us. And we have to figure out a way to guide ourselves and keep you know, structure within the day, but also be adaptable. So at the end of the day, let's talk about some of the ways that folks are setting time aside for certain priorities. You know, we know that there are inbound leads that come to you. There are proofs of concept and evaluations to uh, have ongoing. There are prospecting efforts to fill your pipeline with what's not coming to you. How do we make sure that things are kept on the calendar and not prioritized over unless there are some things that start to take precedence? So it would begin with knowing what's a priority. So if I have, a, if I have my day scheduled out, then if something comes into that day that would be a higher priority than something else, I would know that if this comes in, I have to do this. So it's an if-then. And you have to have the right if-thens. If I get a hot lead from a, you know, a, a conquest account where suddenly they're calling me off a, you know, off a, a webinar that we did, I'm going to stop what I'm doing. I'm going to call them back. If, uh, you know, if Mary over in accounting brings me an invoice for one of my customers that hasn't paid us and they're asking me to call them, is that something that I need to replace prospecting time, impact time with, or can I schedule that into the next day or later in the afternoon for a call? So let's start with that. I need to know what my priorities are. The second thing is going back to what I said earlier. If you are a salesperson and you say, dude, I need to keep it loose, or you're a salesperson that says, listen, I need to have a, a, a routine. If you're the salesperson with the routine, then you've got your time blocked for specific activities during the day. And you realize, and this is a mindset, I can't get them all done. So, but inside those blocks, I'm going to concentrate my focus inside those blocks. So anything that comes at me that's not inside that block, while I'm in that block, I'm not dealing with. If you're the I'll keep it loose kind of thing, then what happens to you is that when things come into your world because you're keeping it loose, you're just responding. You're just responding, 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 and your entire day gets away from you. So let's let's look at those two groups. If you're that person, there's nothing we can do to help you. Like if you're just the oh, oh, oh all over the place, nothing's going to help. If you have a routine, then it really comes it comes down to attention focus. So what you have to do as a sales rep is you say, okay, I have my routine, and then I'm going to be blocking my time into specific activity blocks. One of those activity blocks will could be an activity block for chaos. Like I'm going to have you know an hour set aside mid morning where I'm going to look at look at my email, which is typically where your chaos comes from. I'm going to look at anything that's coming at me, and I'm going to deal with that. I'm going to triage that. But let's just say that I start with a morning phone block. What I'm going to say is I'm going to do 30 minutes of prospecting uninterrupted. And it's all going to be telephone prospecting. I'm going to be working my cadence. Let's say you're working through a sequence and I'm going to take all of my phone sequences and I'm going to call all those people and I'm going to do it for 30 minutes without a break, without fail. Nobody interrupts me. And it's 30 minutes, 30 dials. I'm going to set two appointments. Let's say that's our goal. So that, that's called attention focus. It's concentrating your focus on one thing. And by the way, human beings are really, really good at that. We're fantastic at that. You put a human being on one task doing one thing, incredibly efficient, incredibly effective. 
As soon as you bring two things in, the human being begins to slow down. You bring three things in, we cannot focus. So then you do that. And let's say that your next 30 minutes, I'm going to go to my, my email. So in my, inside of my cadence or some of my sequence, I'm going to go to all my emails that I need to, to send out. I'm going to make sure that they're right emails. I, if I've got them automated, that's one thing. But if I'm doing anywhere, I'm pushing the button, I want to go through those. Maybe the next 30 minutes, I'm going to run my social media cadence. So it could be working the same prospects, but I'm only going to do one thing at a time. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this and do this or do this and do this because multitasking slows you down tremendously. And the reason that it does is because the human brain can't actually multitask. It just switches back and forth between things, giving you the illusion of multitasking. But every time you switch, you slow down. So then let's say that, let's say you go, you come in and you start your call block at eight o'clock in the morning by you know, 9.30, you're ready for a break. You go take 15, go grab a cup of coffee, come back to your desk. You, you run an inbound email block. So I'm going to go through and take a look at everything that came inbound to me that I, need, I might need to deal with. And I'm going to triage that. And what I'll do with salespeople who say, well, you know, I get, I get so bogged down in emails, I'll sit down next to them, Will, and I'll say, okay, pull up your inbox. And, and they'll go, okay, great, Let's, what's, what's that email? And they'll go to click to open, and I'll go, don't open that email. What is that? And they'll say, well, that's something from HR. Why are you going to open it? Well, I need to look at it. Why do you need to look at it? What is it? Well, it's an announcement on this. Is that important for you right now? No, nope, move on. Next one, next one, next one. So typically I can take a salesperson who's taken 60 minutes or so to go through an email box and I can do it in 10 minutes. Because if you just triage it, there's five things in there that are really, really, really important for you and impactful for you. And the rest of it's just trash. And a lot of it's just CYA and you can move on. And then you can come back and you can do a proposal block or you can do a research block or you can do a this block. So you know, for example, when we're building our list using Zoom Info, and we, uh, we love Zoom Info as a company, so when we're using you guys, when we do research blocks, we do research blocks. We don't do research and phone calls because you can't do them both. So I think that the key thing is, we, if we go back and we'll start layering this in, A, you have to have structure. And that means you have to have a routine. You have to have a daily battle rhythm. Uh, B, you have to understand the choices that you're making about time, whether it's impactful, important, or trivial. Number three is that you, you need to know the, um, the, your priorities. So if something's going to interrupt your day, you, you need to know what things are okay to interrupt your day and what things are not okay to interrupt your day. Because there are some things that are, it's going to be important after a day. I mean, if the president of your company comes by your desk, you're going to get interrupted. That's going to be okay. They're the president. You do that. Uh, and, and then you need to block your time into small blocks of time. And then concentrate your focus inside those blocks of time. And the one thing I will tell you, if you do that, it will transform you. You will get more done than most people ever. You'll get more done faster with greater outcomes when you do those things. I think it's so important. A lot of what you just touched on is just gold for sales folks about figuring out where their calories are going in and what calories are going out. You know, if you, someone I've worked with for years, one of our managers here, Cam, uh, helped me with some dieting over the last few years. And literally the core principle is calories in, calories out. It's like, what are you managing of what you're doing versus what you're taking in? And I think what I'm hearing you say is a big theme has to be efficiency with which you do things. Mm -hmm. And obviously there's a million different things that we can do during the day. But if you're not keeping track of what you're doing and you're not having an understanding of what things looked like before, you might just get caught up in a routine thinking that is the most efficient thing to do. Um, and something I heard you say too that really stuck out is prospecting, dialing out, uh, and researching at the same time will never be productive. And it's it's such an interesting truth to really dive in on that. You know, while it's important that you know you're 
you know, you're prospecting and you're looking for people all the time that you can't, you know, pretend that you're going to be able to find a bunch of people to call and call them at the same time and then navigate your inbox. And if you're not thinking about how is every single thing I'm doing as efficient as possible today, you're not challenging the fact that you might be able to do things a little more effectively. That's actually piling up and creating some type of, you know, maybe debt is the word that's coming to my mind of task debt, right? Uh, our CEO, Henry Shuck, talks about, you know, always doing something 1% better every single day. What we challenge our folks over here to do is think about, is what I'm doing really as efficient as possible or is there a better way to do it? Just because it's easy and because it's what I'm used to, it might even, you know, become easy to do something that's really inefficient. But if you're not keeping track of those calories, it, it really becomes hard to balance. And that's kind of what I'm hearing you say, you know, even coming down to prioritization of things. If you had to stack rank calories, now we're really getting into the the nutrition table here, but like, what, what, what do you think is the heaviest calories of the day that need to be consumed? And then kind of maybe the second and third highest priorities. I, I think I know what you're going to say, but just curious, like how you would stack rank, what calories are most important to kind of continue to chew on? I'm, I'm so predictable because what I'm going to tell you is, uh, is that the pipe is life. So it begins with the most impactful thing that you can do every single day is put something new into your pipeline. And then the, the next most impactful thing you can do is move something through the pipeline. That means advancing deals, micro-commitment by micro-commitment. And those are the two most important things. Now, what's important to understand is that the hardest of those two things is the, is the, the prospecting. You know, prospecting essentially is long stretches of suck that's interrupted by a few brief moments of elation. So most people love to, to take the, the things that suck the most and they move them to the end of the day. That's why we, we have the law of triviality. We take the easy things first. So you'll start your day off by calling up and trying to move deals through the pipeline. The problem with that is that, that very quickly your pipeline will begin to deplete. So you wanna begin with doing the things that are the hardest, the, the things that make the most impact, uh, prospecting, and then you're going to move into advancing. Now, advancing your deals may be multiple blocks during your day. Uh, if you're selling across time zones, that's going to happen. Prospecting might fill, fill, that, fill that, that void. But it's also going to be you're going to have meetings with, with prospects that you've already set, and you're having conversations with them in the middle of the pipe. So those, those, those blocks should be in, in your pipeline. And by the way, if you're spending a lot of your time on the phone calls following up with people, like if you're just checking in, just checking in, just checking in, you got a bigger problem. And that problem is you're not asking for the next step, which means all your deals are stalling. So if that's taking up all your time, you got to fix your sell strategy first, and then we can come back to managing your time. But that's, that's how you want to, to consume those calories. And then start thinking, what are the things that I'm doing during my day that, that go into those and in, in keeping those two activities strong, putting things into the pipe and moving things through the pipe? So things like I've got to get proposals done. I got to get a proposal done. I'm building a presentation. I've got to do a bunch of stakeholder interviews so that I can get a demo ready to go and I can do it the right way. Uh, I've got some uh, some information I need to send out to follow up on a meeting I had with a stakeholder for they're looking for information. You know, those things matter. And so the next thing you want to do is have all those pieces in as well, because if we start looking at the hierarchy, right, moving things, putting things in the pipe, moving things in the pipe. One of the big problems for salespeople inside the pipe is you made a promise to somebody and then you let tax saturation get in the way and then you forgot to follow up with your prospect and send them something. And now the prospect says, well, you're not very trustworthy. I don't want to do business with you. And, and when your boss comes and says, why do you do it? And you go, well, I just sent an email to Rebecca. And instead of thinking, look, that was my number one thing. And that's why top performers have a routine. 
And top performers understand their priorities because they don't let stuff like that happen to them. I, another phrase that I've heard so often, it's so true, and it's hard to remember unless you're really living it is, you know, don't let your calendar control you, control your calendar. Um, there's a reason why meal plans, when you're talking about actual calories, actually have a breakdown of recommended amounts per not just type of food, but grams per you know types of food or grams per types of breakdown. You know, here's how much protein you have to eat every day. Here's how many carbs. And you have to remember that in sales, if we're leaving anything to chance and we're leaving anything out of our control, all we can always result back to is what we can control, which is usually that, you know, I love that phrase, the pipe is life, what you're putting into your day, right? And I think thinking inward about Zoom Info is we have a, a surprisingly a heavily inbound driven new business model here where we have people coming to us all the time asking for it, you know, demos and pricing and trials and whatnot. And if you don't put time on your calendar and set time aside for yourself and for those bigger, chunkier, uh, meatier type of activities throughout the day, your calendar gets consumed by events. And that seems like a great thing if you're in sales to have a bunch of meetings on your calendar all day long. Uh, who wouldn't love having seven meetings put on their calendar every single day if you're in sales? But that adds up. And then your best deals do slide. And then you forget to reach back out to somebody or you're deprioritizing you're deprioritizing deprioritizing that. At the end of the day, you're realizing that's 8 p.m. I was supposed to go down and watch Tiger King, and I'm still writing a proposal email for my recaps during the day, right? So I don't know if you have a do you have recommended checklists or have you ever seen any of your clients put like an actual prescribed, you know, here's a little bit of what I need to get done in chunks every single day, Jeb, or what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, absolutely. I think that the best thing that a salesperson can do is have a checklist. Like if you have your day blocked in those pieces, so you think, let's just think a heavily inbound situation. So if you're heavily outbound, it's pretty simple. Start the morning with prospecting. If you're heavily inbound, the inbound comes in at different times during the day. It's coming and it's coming in typically through different channels. It might be a phone call. It might be a web form. It might be that someone filled out something on a webinar, but they weren't really coming in through a web form asking for something, but marketing was able to send something back up, warm them up a little bit. So you're gonna have different levels of inbound leads that are coming at you. So, so it's not gonna be like you can say, okay, I'm gonna start my day and handle all my inbound leads. However, what you can say is that, you know, I'm getting inbound leads in the afternoon and I've got several categories of inbound leads because go back to your, your prioritization. I've got an inbound lead that calls me. So someone who calls me and raises their hand, I mean, they're on the phone, you take the call. Like that's number one priority because you got them. You've got someone who comes in and says, we're ready to move right now. We're looking at changing and that's in the web form. Then that goes to priority one, priority two or what have you. If you have someone who, who was on one of your webinars and, and, you know, marketing throws you an MQL, you know, and it's, you know, it's a person that's in a business someplace, but you don't know anything other than they came to one of your businesses then you're probably going to have a block for that. That's going to be more like a cold calling block, believe it or not. I mean, even though it's warm, you're still going to be banging out the phone and trying to find these people. So you're going to have different spaces there. So what you want to do is have your day organized. So for example, when I start in the morning, if I've got, you know, if I've got inbound leads that are super hot, that's the very first thing I want to do. That's the pinnacle of my day. But you said something, Will, that I think is, I, I thought kind of a good idea. And I was thinking about it as you were talking, you know, what if we treated ourselves like Weight Watchers, like because of the calories? So, so you get points for different things. So if you've got a hot inbound block, you get, you get a hundred points for that. Like if you spend, you know, 30 minutes, you know, on your email, like, you know, like putting emails into folders, you get negative 10 points. So there's, you know, so we can, 
we can take points away from you during the day. And if you, if you built out your day that way, I think it would work out really well. Uh, one thing that we do with our clients when we're working with them in groups and we're training is we basically have them go A, B, C, D, E, F, G. So A would be like alone time. B would be business development time. Uh, C would be collaboration time. So we have them take, and, they, and the letters can mean different places. F would be family time. So we have them take those letters and we take a calendar and we say, okay, for salespeople, typically it's build your perfect sales day or model sales day or an ideal sales day. Salespeople don't typically have a lot of changes from day to day to day. Some do, but most don't. For leaders, we say build, build your, your most effective sales leadership week. So how would your week look? Uh, and, and, and by doing that, what we help people is we help them sort of acknowledge it. And what you'll see in those exercises, Will, is you'll see that the, the salespeople who really don't want to manage their calendar, like they really don't like the idea that their structure, they just, they, they are bucking the system as fast as they can. And the people who look, look at it and say, look, I can, I can get a hold of this, I can manage this. I, if I spend my time in the right places, I spend my calories in the right places, then I can come out and not only will I have more time for myself and my family, but I'll make more money along the way. And if you just go through that process and sit down and say, okay, what does an ideal sales day, sales day look look like? And what, why do I say ideal? Because there's gonna be stuff that's gonna hit your day that's gonna mess your day up. That's just gonna happen. And you, you have to be able to build time in for that type of chaos. But if you don't have tracks to run on and you get off track, you don't know you're off track. But if you have tracks and you get off track, you know you're off track. So then you can get back on track. And I think when you do those things, it makes you, it makes you self-aware. It makes you understand how you're spending your time because a lot of people don't. And, and it, it gives you some structure to work within or at least a framework to work within. And as the context changes, and it will, you can deal with the context as it comes to you, but you can get back on your plan the next day or, or you know, the next hour if you have to because you had a plan to begin with. Yeah, I mean, let's let's do the Weight Watchers thing after this for sure. I think I could, we could probably spin some yarns on how to how to turn that into a sales training. Um, but I, I think to continue on the thread, right, of calorie consumption, you cannot implement crash change. Like that's the number one thing I'm taking away from this is this is structure, this is cadence, this is workflow. But anyone who's listening to this episode today, you, don't go back to your desk and load up your entire day, 30 minute by 30 minute by 30 minute with, with time slots for things until you get a chance to see what works because that also doesn't work, right? Crash diets don't work. Going to the gym three hours a day when you all of a sudden decide you want to start getting back in shape, that's not sustainable. And the only thing I could recommend and take away from what you're saying and have said to me over the years here is you know, find ways to implement changes that you can stick to and prescribe to kind of subscribe to, right? And I think when you're thinking about prioritizing top accounts, even, you can't just all of a sudden today decide that all I'm going to be thinking about is breaking this top account of mine, and I'm going to put all my scheduled time aside, and I'm going to go invest all my calories into my best three accounts. Because the reality is, then you will suffer on the other side, the short tail deals that you have, the, the small activities that seem trivial, neglect those, you know, just to kind of button all this up, like, how and maybe which selling tactics do you think would work best to prioritize the biggest of you know new activity inbound leads how, how do we prioritize certain tasks without getting too aggressive on you know just changing everything overnight 
The answer is balance. I mean, I think you said it very, very well. You have to balance it out. I, uh, you know, in the middle of this, uh, this crisis that we're in, coronavirus, and I'm, you know, I typically travel 300 nights a year. I've been grounded for at least three months. And I decided I was going to get in shape. I'm going to lose some weight. I've been working out. And I made a very conscious choice at the very beginning is I'm not going to go on a crash diet, which I could, and make myself and all the people around me suffer in the process. I'm going to just eat sensibly, but I'm going to work out more and I'm going to work out every day. And I don't have the excuse of an airplane or a hotel or, you know, stopping by fast food to get in the way. I've, I've, got, I've taken all the excuses out. And I, I said something to myself on Sunday because I, I've been getting on the scale every single morning. And I got on the scale on Sunday and I didn't lose any weight. And I, I'm like, you know, I won't, before, part of me was like, what's wrong with this? This is not working for me. And I really like, I wanted to throw a three-year-old fit over it. And then I said to myself, you know, I can't control what the scale says, but I can control what I do. And I can go into, I have a gym at my house. I can go into my gym and I can go bench press, you know, and, and do some shoulder work and hop on my, my spin bike. And I'm going to go do that because whatever the scale says, it doesn't make a difference. What's happening internally is I'm getting healthier and I'm working out. And I think that's the thing about time is that we keep trying to try to control time, but you can't control time. Control You can't control time at all. The only thing you can tr control is yourself. And that's why I like the ABC, DEF type of mentality is that you go through and say, I have to have family time. I have to have alone time. And I mean alone time. I mean time to invest in yourself, take a course, read a book, um, be introspective, what have you. You got to have time to collaborate with the people on your team. You have to do that, whether you're all working from home or you're all working in the office. You, you've got to have business development time. You've got to have customer time. You've got to have time for events and meetings. If you're in a heavy networking environment, you got to have time for that. So the thing is, is that you got to figure out all the places that you spend time. And then, and then I think the next thing is understanding your role, what you do, where you fit into the entire sales continuum. And, and in that particular role, understand where is the best use of your time and how are you going to get the best possible outcome? And I'll give you a great example for us. We, we just um, closed a monster deal for, for our company. And it was a deal that, you know, in the middle of the, the, this COVID crisis, a monster deal means a lot to you. It means, it means everything. And so we were able to, to work through this, um, this account, work through this deal. Well, we, we took a couple of days where that's, that's where all we focused on. Thursday, all I focused on was one account. Uh, and I've got a couple of those going right now where there's there's so much on the line that we need to focus on. But Will, there's a there's a thing that I do with my time when I'm when I stop everything and focus on one account. It's all about something called win probability. The reason that I stopped everything and moved my my time there is because I knew that the probability of winning this deal was very high, uh, and because we all the pieces were in place for us. So what all I'm doing is making sure that we don't lose. Like I'm doing all the work to make sure that. We win this deal. And I know you've been in that place before where you've, you know, you know you got it, but you got to make sure that you carry it all the way to the end zone and that you don't you don't fumble someplace uh, you know, on the on the one yard line. So so I use win probability as my gauge when I'm making a decision about if I'm gonna stop what I'm doing, get out of my routine and do something else, I'm gonna do that. And by the way, this was this was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday working on this deal. Uh, everything else fell apart. Like my, you know, I'm I'm cleaning up the mess today from the things that fell apart then. So there was a price to pay for moving off of that. However, um, we have got a great project, a great client, and we're you know we're very very happy uh, that we've you know that we've that we've won this opportunity. 
and because we get to you know we get to do what we do best so it was worth the effort to do that you have to make those choices however today i'm back on routine so i'm back going through the process and the only problem is i've got like a boa constrictor i got all of this stuff coming at me so what do i have to do get on my routine work my routine all of this stuff will work its way through but it's not going to get it all done today because like there's no way i can crash diet on three days worth of work that didn't get done so, I mean, it, I think that's a really good way to button this up, right? Is, is I, I said at the beginning, sales is an art. It is a science. Whether you want to make it one or the other, you're never going to make it one or the other. It's always going to be both. But putting uh, an assessment of what is going to be the, the best investment of your time for the best output towards you, when probability is how we talk about forecasting and sales. If I invest my calories here, why is that? What is the likelihood to win? What is the return to gain? But also asking yourself the question of, am I making myself as efficient as possible? You know, certainly ZoomInfo, you know, we just you know, live and die trying to help our customers be as efficient as possible when it comes to sourcing good contacts to go call or break down target accounts, whether they're on our mobile app or on our Chrome extension or building lists like you guys are. And at the end of the day, if I can help in any way to those listening to the call, focusing on what Jeb said is that you know, if I can invest my biggest, juiciest, chunkiest, meatiest, always going to be the highest likelihood of positive outcome activities early and often in the beginning of my days, and then let everything else start to slowly fill in the jar at the end of the day, I'm going to be able to figure out how, you know, even when a day doesn't go exactly as it should, it's going to go differently because I'm closing a big deal because I've invested all the groundwork and all the foundation and all the, you know, the runway early on in my sales process and in my sales cadence and my workflows so that if I'm disrupting my day, it's not because something bad's happening. It's because I'm closing a monster deal and I'm going to be getting a huge commission check and a lot of accolades for my company and everybody's going to be really happy about it. And we'll go get back right back on track on Monday. Jeb, any closing words? I hope you and your family are safe and sound. It is a crazy time in the world. I think the pipe is life is in our world world every day right now, just driving demand and driving new opportunities is how we're getting through this and riding the wave. But anything else that you want to close us up with? Yeah, I think that's a that's a really good point, Will. I think that the 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 fact that you guys are driving, you you understand the pipe is life. You understand that yes, there's a you know, there's a whole crisis going on around us, but we're not gonna stop. I believe that that action begets momentum. And I know that it's going to be harder in the short term to close those monster deals to get the business that we want. I know that's going to be true. But if I if I double up on my calls, if I work harder, if I don't stop, if I'm having conversations like you said about helping people, showing people like, it, it, you know, I love Zoom Info. One of the easiest things that your folks can do is just grab the people that love Zoom Info and show them right now how to use it better. So they can like, for example, one of the big issues for a lot of industries that we work with our clients and we're helping them with is all of a sudden the people they were selling to, they're not buying right now because they happen to be an industry that got really impacted. So they need to very quickly shift over to a target market that is buying and there and there are target markets out there buying so with zoom info that's an easy thing to do it's just you can shift over we've been able to do it it's great but i think you you said the science and art of sales and i'll leave you with this the 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 science of sales is talking to enough people the art of sales is talking to the right people at the right time with the right message and that's one of the reasons why we love Zoom Info. It's one of the reasons why we love you and your team and the things that you do for us. And it's one of the reasons why, um, and you know that we, that we that I feel this way, but I, you know, we, I bring you leads whenever I can because we're always talking yeah. to our clients about that because if we can get them in front of the right client, the right people at the right time with the right message, there's magic that's going to happen.
what an episode, Jeb. Always love talking to you and uh, definitely tune in for another talk that we have in the future with Jeb. Um, best of luck to you guys out there selling. Stay positive, stay forward thinking, and make sure you continue to manage your calories. For my sales team here at Sales Gravy, my number one tool in my sales toolbox is ZoomInfo because ZoomInfo gives me the information that I need to connect with the right prospects at the right time with the right message. And you can go try ZoomInfo for free right now by going to zoom.salesgravy.com. That's zoom.salesgravy.com.